Welcome to Starting Points, a Faith on Hill podcast. Starting Points goes through the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, including all of the major sections of the Bible. It's designed to be a starting or a restarting point for anyone who wants to read, understand, study, and engage with the Bible, which we believe to be God's Word. Now, today we are starting on a new section of the Old Testament. We've been through the the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books. We've been through the histories from Joshua and Judges, Ruth, 1st, 2nd Samuel, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, 1st, 2nd Kings, and so on. We've been through the poetic books, the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Song of Solomon. Now we enter the prophetic books of the Bible. It's divided itself into two sections. There's the major prophets and the minor prophets. Now, the major prophets are not major because they're more important. Rather, they're the major prophets because they are big enough, their writing was was enough uh, that it got its own book or scroll. So like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel wrote enough words to justify their own scroll. The minor prophets were short enough to be included on one scroll. And so uh, that's why we have the division that way. Now, normally we say, well, who wrote the book? But we're talking about a whole section of books. I will say um, that generally speaking, we would say that the person whose name is on the book, whether it's the book of Jonah, the book of Hosea, uh, the book of Obadiah, the book of Zechariah, the book of Zephaniah, that prophet wrote that book with reasonable uh, attribute or contributors. And I'll get to that in a minute. But there is debate uh, about, you know, hey, is it one author or is it, uh, you know, several authors put together or generations of editors. And it's kind of a no-win issue. There's people who say, well, it wasn't really Isaiah who wrote this part of the book because how could somebody be that accurate? It must have been written by a different person claiming to be Isaiah hundreds of years later who who knew what happened and they included it. Uh, Others say, well, you know, it's too prophetic. It's too accurate. And it's a no-win situation. There's parts of the Bible like Esther comes to mind, where people say it can't be in the Bible. There's not enough. Uh, Song of Solomon is another one. Oh, it's, it's not religious enough. It's not sacred enough to be in the Bible. And then there's prophets like Daniel and Isaiah who are incredibly, uh, insightful into the future. They, they seem to know what was going to happen hundreds of years before it happened. And people say, oh, it's too supernatural. It's too sacred. It's just no win. You can't win with people who are only out to criticize. So I believe, generally speaking, that uh, the, the prophets were written by the person whose name is on the book. Now, what's the human story? That's the first question we always ask on this podcast. The human story for the prophets in general was they had three groups that they were speaking to. They were to speak to the people. The prophets spoke to the nation or to a city or to a region. They spoke to the people. They spoke to power. Uh, They uh, spoke to kings and rulers. Sometimes the prophets would have to go and deliver hard words to people who could have them killed. And yet that was their calling. They were to speak to the people. They were to speak to power. And I admit, I looked for a P for this third one. They were to speak to posterity. That is future generations. Some of the things the prophets wrote did not apply to those living in in the present day. 
they wrote things that were for future generations to know and to be aware of. And so they spoke to people in their day, they spoke to the powerful in their day, but they also spoke to posterity, to future generations. And they would say like, hey, we're going to leave this here just so you will know what's coming. They also needed to suffer. That was in their calling. Some prophets hid. Now, not every prophet got their own book. For example, like Elijah and Elisha didn't have their own books. They're featured heavily in the history books. But we know that they, Elijah had to go hide for years out in the wilderness because the king was trying to kill him. Um, some had to flee. Some were killed. Tradition says that Isaiah, for example, was, was uh, sawed in half. Jeremiah was thrown in prison many times. Uh, they, they were not always treated well. Next question we ask is the landmines, the controversial points. What are the things you got to be aware of? You're just reading the book and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, I already mentioned the controversies over authorship. There's also authenticity. I hinted that a minute ago. Is this, is this really from somebody who was writing visions that they had of the future? Or is this somebody who wrote years later and then pretended to write an older book? By the way, I'll say this. Let's say, let's use Isaiah as an example. Let's say that Isaiah was written by somebody hundreds of years later who had knowledge of, of events of their day and then wrote it as if it was the writings of a prophet from hundreds of years ago predicting current events. Think about that one logically for a minute. This is what I would say to anyone who holds to that point of view. And there are many people who are very intelligent and people that I might even say I respect that hold to that view. But think about this logically. Okay, so you are living in Israel and all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a book that you've never heard of before claiming to have prophecies and, and oh my gosh, look what's happening in our day. It, it doesn't make sense logically. The, the writings of the prophets were written down in their day and they were known in their day and they were known to history. And even if, let's say, let's say that somebody a hundred years after Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah, he was prophesying about things still hundreds of years yet to have happened. Meaning the, the prophet Isaiah, his words, they had them by the time Jesus showed up on the scene. All of his prophecies concerning the Messiah were known and accepted before Jesus came on the scene. They were translated into Greek with the Septuagint virgin, uh, version. They were, they were known and publicly read so that when Jesus entered the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth, he read from the prophet Isaiah. It wasn't somebody writing years later saying, how can we fit this to make this say, talk about Jesus? These things were already known. It just doesn't add up for me. There's atrocities, there's war. All of the issues that come largely with Old Testament books are there as well. Cultural differences and oddities. Sometimes a prophet will say or write or describe an event and you go, what is happening there? Because we're dealing with cultures in a different time and place and we're trying to understand what's happening because we don't have a frame of reference for it. Or there's just oddities. The prophet Isaiah was told to walk around naked for three years to represent that Israel was naked and, and, and exposed because of her sin. Uh, the prophet Ezekiel was told to lay on his side for a year and he was told to cook a fire using 
poop as his fuel. Uh, Hosea was a prophet who was told to marry a prostitute, and multiple prophets were told to give their kids names, weird names that meant specific things as a form of testifying or prophesying to the people. There's a lot going on there, man. But where is Jesus seen? The prophets speak of Jesus. The prophets point to Jesus. I believe the prophets longed for Jesus. The prophets had these visions of this coming leader, savior, servant. They had this visions of the day of the Lord, the day when Jesus would, we we know now Jesus will come and make things right as we've studied in the book of the Revelation recently. The prophets are all about Jesus. Don't miss that. Yes, they were writing to a specific people in their day. They were speaking to powerful people in their day. They were speaking to a nation in their day, but they were pointing to Jesus. You want a sign? I'll give you a sign. You know, Jonah was speaking to Nineveh, literally. But in his life, he was giving what Jesus called the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was in the sea, in the, in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man was in the grave for three days and three nights until he was resurrected. Somebody asked Isaiah for a sign. He said, you want to sign the virgin will conceive and bear a son. How about that? They point to Jesus. They, they're, they're searching. You know, uh, Peter, the apostle, said that the, uh, the prophets tried to understand what they were seeing. They, they longed to understand what we now know. So as we enter this prophetic section of the Bible, it's not the only place where there's prophecy. Uh, the historical books and the, the Torah, the first five books, include prophets and prophecy. These are just books that are almost specifically the writings of prophets. As we enter them, we should understand that they were speaking to their specific place and time, to people both great and small, but they are ultimately pointing us to Jesus, that their prophecies culminate in the coming of the Messiah and in the day of the Lord, the great day of the Lord. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite prophecies is in Zechariah. And it says that they will look on him whom they have pierced and they will mourn as for an only son. And they will ask him, where did you receive these wounds? And he will say, I received them in the house of my friends. I'm so thankful that Jesus has decided to call us his friends. Even though we were his enemies, even though we rejected him, even though we crucified him, He says, I received these wounds in the house of my friends. And he's going to call back the people of Israel to him. He is going to collect his church, gather us together, Jew and Gentile, in the new heavens and the new earth that we just studied about in the book of the Revelation. And the prophets of old will see the fullness of the day of the Lord, and they will rejoice. God bless you. We'll see you next time as we continue to go through the Bible. Genesis to Revelation. We're going to look at the book of Isaiah next. You can find all of our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You just have to search Faith on Hill. Video versions are available on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. Join us Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. as we gather together to worship Jesus, to study the Bible, and to be connected as a church family. My name's Adam. I want to say thank you for joining us for another episode of Starting Points. Starting Points.